You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and Warchant TV begins right now. And it's another version, a different version. They're always different these days, guys. If you're watching on Warchant TV, don't forget to like and subscribe and uh, share, let others find the love, all that good stuff. And if you're listening on 93.3, thanks a lot for that. We always appreciate it as well. Just Corey and I today. Should be a lot of fun. It's all we need. That's all anybody needs, really. That's all we need, That's all anybody needs. Two of us. Uh, The Hour, as always, brought to you by our friends at Register Sausage. Yay, sausage! Which we've got a minor reason to celebrate, finally, besides the goodness that is Register Sausage. Registers meat. Dot com, right? Mm. Is that right? Right, yeah. Register me. Yeah. What's the what's right. the reason to celebrate? We got an offensive lineman. Oh yeah, there you go. Uh Dimitri Emanuel. Yeah. He's uh he's he said yes and he's gonna be here and he's a guy that's played a ton of football and Atkins knows him, yep. obviously, because he was at Charlotte. He's played a lot of different positions, meaning all along the offensive line. And ba- basically, is it not true that every offensive lineman that transferred here or transfers here is immediately the best offensive lineman we have? It feels that way. Well, like right. every time we get somebody, we're like, "Oh, I thought Bless Harris was being brought in to be a backup. Clearly, he's got to start." Yeah, and then, you know, I mean, Gibbons clearly had to start. Was the best guy we had. This guy's probably going to start. Well, before we get into that, Jeff, I think we need to address the elephant in the room. Are the elephant not in the room? Uh, uh, and that's I was going to bring it up. Uh, you know, Ira not being here. He's being a good dad, right? Is it's not like he's sick. Don't worry about that. No, no personal issues. It's just he's fine. He he's taking uh, his daughter. His daughter has great friends apparently that bought her tickets to her favorite band, and they just happen to be in Miami. So Ira was driving uh, two of his daughters to Miami to go watch this band, and so he could not be with us today. So we'll try to carry the torch without him. Won't be too difficult. You know how, uh, and we love you, Ira. Of course, uh, you, you know how. But if there was one person to be missing, clearly, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, you you really did luck out. Guys, you, you got real lucky. You yeah. did, yeah. That was yeah. the right guy to have to go. <laughs> uh, no, I was going to say that, you know how I'm such a music snob, that I immediately, I'm like, suspect this band. Right. I have a suspicion it's a terrible band. Oh, I, I, I don't know the name. He told me the name. I never heard of them. It's just a guess. Yeah. It's a, a yeah. name I never heard of. They might be like indie <laughs> rock. They might be right up your alley. Well, it might be a Bowie cover band. Yeah, I doubt it. 
Probably not. Yeah. No. His daughter's favorite band is a Bowie cover band. That's that her friends bought, bought her, her tickets, tickets to, to in Miami. Yeah. It's amazing. And she's 20. <laughs> of course. It's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. No, I doubt it. Uh, we'll get to a million questions today. Actually, you guys did a good job. You brought it. There are a lot of questions. Not just uh, willy-nilly. A lot of well, questions. On Facebook, you mean? No, Twitter, too. Oh, Ira solicited uh, he posted, Twitter questions? He, he did. Oh, look at no, him. No, no. I already kind of went through a lot of these. Okay, I'm, good. I'm pleased. I'm good. really pleased. Corey, you're getting the love you so desperately need and deserve. That I'm looking skinny. People notice that you've lost some weight. Yeah, yeah, about 17, 18 pounds, Woo! and it's, it's firming up into this sweet, guy, sweet, this thick guy. muscle. Well, we used to talk about how if you stop drinking soda, mm-hmm. and then you were a booze hound for years. Yeah, that ulcer gets you. Out of control you. with the amount of ultras on a nightly basis while watching Netflix. Yeah, yeah, but not anymore. Now it's, no, uh, no, I, it's I vodka, go to vodka right? water. I'm being responsible. Do I just really went to do, the straight liquor. You're really doing the liquor with and the And I got my Mio's. I, get, I threw my Mio's <laughs> in my water because I, I hate the taste of regular water. So, yeah, it's working out. I don't think that's true. You don't actually hate the Nobody taste. Nobody hates the taste of water. It's right. like hating bread. It yeah. just bores me to death, and it has no taste, and I don't enjoy it. That's all. This water's boring. So when you played sports way back when, you didn't love a, just to guzzle water at the uh, end I'd of a practice? pop open a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been why my athletic career was stunted when uh, I was 15. All right, so... We haven't spoken since it happened, but what a disaster. I feel like every time we talk about Florida State, it's a freaking disaster. It pisses me off to no end. I get back from Tampa after mm. the Lightning win, and they did again last night. Right. Swept that ass, get you some Florida. Anyhow, I get back, and I'm like the last thing on earth I'm worried about is the softball team. Sure. I'm not worried about the softball team, Corey. I've assumed rightfully that yeah. they're just rolling on They've the river. It. There's no reason for me to worry about them. They're like they they're like 109 and two right. over the last 111 games. I'm like I got no reason to worry about them. I want to check this baseball team and just see how bad that we off we are. I'm going back to look at highlights, and of course they get swept, taking yeah. ass kicking. We'll get to them momentarily, but then I'm like. Well, let's see how the softball team did. I know they run-ruled USF. Let me double-check this. Because I'm, I'm always checking in. Sure. Right, I know. Yeah. And then I look. What is this nonsense? Yeah. Were you there? I was there Saturday for the run-rule. Uh, I was not there on Sunday, which might have been the, the issue. I wasn't there for that, and they lost. You and let them lost. down. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it was, uh, it was crazy. They were 32-0 and against non-conference teams before that day. Yeah. It's just crazy how one bad day, and it was a bad day, but this is the reality of postseason sports, right, or postseason life. Think of, uh, well, think of the Panthers. Didn't they have the best record in the NHL? So this and happened. they just got swept. Yeah, by the, the Suns. Lightning. I mean, it, the, it happens. But the Phoenix Suns had the best record in the NBA. They got swept. Postseason is so hard to predict. No, there, there's no, no, it's not true. It, but it is. But with it's with the softball true. team, it, there was no predictors that would think they would they would right, kind of fold on what after I'm what they've done all season. It is stunning. The level uh, – there's not the balance of competition in women's softball that there is in many other sports. It's better than women's basketball, but it's not – there's not a, a ton of teams that would do that. That's a collapse. Yeah. And I love this Florida State team, this program, and the success they've had under Lonnie Alameda. We know – that's why we take it for granted because they've been that good. It doesn't happen. That's a twenty-five loss Mississippi State team. Right. That's a choke. Yeah. They choke. Yeah. They, they there's folded. no getting around that. Uh, and especially the first game, losing the five zero. I mean, what? I don't know what that was about. That's when you got to just step on the throat and end the regional. Once it got to that second game, well, there's a lot of pressure on you there. That's what I think. And I said yesterday on the show that it begins to shift. Like all of a sudden, the expectations become a burden. Yes. There's a weight. 
We felt that at Hauser before with Florida State baseball, where they win fifty games in a season. They had the number one offense in the country. I mean, we're going back a ways now. Sure, but <laughs> where, yeah, where where they were a dominant team, and then you get into a situation where you're like one day, one game, winner take all, and it's baseball. The guy on the hill can dictate terms. If somebody comes in here and he's dotting corners, you're going to lose. It's yeah. going to happen. Like Texas is going to Houston Street's going to send your ass home. Like that kind of stuff is heartbreaking. And it happens, but. You it it shifts when you let somebody hang around, and I guess I guess maybe there were telltale signs. You you correctly pointed it out in your article on Warchant.com. It wasn't like just because they broke the record for wins in a season and win percentage and all of that that they were the juggernaut they've been other years. They had a better record. Well, they weren't run rolling almost anybody at all. Like but, they were uh, all close games. They had a ton. Of, the ACC tournament was crazy. Yeah. They gave up a gazillion runs. They had to beat people nine to seven and stuff like that. So maybe there were indicators that this wasn't the same type of team, but you still don't expect to lose at home in a regional with Mississippi State at thirty-two and twenty-five. Not yeah. any, not any good. Yeah, and, yeah, and and that that's crazy. And I, I pointed this out before, but the, the year they won the national championship, I mean, it's not it's not just cakewalks getting out of the regional. Even when you're really good, and that team was really good, you know, they won a game in that regional on a walk off walk inside off. the park home run. Yeah, like yeah. that's how they, they that was one to nothing. So it's not like they they scream through that regional too. But yeah, this one was just, especially when you got the lead early in that second game, and then it just, you slowly start seeing it melt away, and, and the better team lost. That happens in the postseason. Yeah. Um, the crazy stuff at first base, leaving early Ooh. twice, um, cost you at least a run, probably, if, if because that would have been a, you'd had a second, third, nobody out. Right. Instead, you have nobody on base and one out. Right. I mean, that's a, that's a huge shift in a Massive. close game, so it's stuff like that that happens. But yeah, I just, I felt bad for that, and you know, it just was such a cool season. It was such a cool team to cheer for. You felt really bad about Imminently it. Imminently likable. Yeah. Uh, and she's all class, and somebody brought it up in the chat here. It's true. We brought this up yesterday, but I, I, I feel the need to point it out again. If I'm going to be critical of the collapse, hey, look, they've been so good. It's the reason that we're all in shock that it happened. Yeah, and they've been good in the postseason. Yeah, they've been really good. Last year, yeah. they went on a crazy run in the yeah, postseason and they, with and all these players. They gave Oklahoma a run for their money, yeah. and that team is loaded, as yeah. we know. And, of course, they've won a national championship, all that. that that's all a given. And she's all class. After that loss, she's at the dais. She's having the conversation. She gave all the credit in the world to Mississippi State. She didn't blame the umpires. Right. You know, She was asked about it not once but twice. She refused. She deflected. Uh, that's a hard press conference to do because you know you came up well short of your goals. Yeah. They should have won. They know that. Those poor girls are crying on either side of her. That's hard to watch, hard to listen to, hard to see. Felt bad for her. She, she, she does an amazing job. But damn it, man, it feels like it's in the long line of many just running kicks to the cojones these days. It's like somebody's going to ask us a question later on that we're going to get into in the second hour about FSU, if, if FSU sports teams were stocks. <laughs> well, I still think softball's. I think <laughs> softball is still, still high. Yeah, um, but we don't think basketball is. We know baseball isn't, and football hasn't done a damn thing in some time. Right. But women's golf is in the national quarterfinals, yeah. Jeff. Everybody's men, excited. The men start this week, and um, I'm excited about that as well. Yes. And the soccer team won a national championship. Track but then team lost seems their to be coach good. Well, of following. course they did. Look, yeah, there's yeah, some yeah. stuff going on. I'm just on. saying the yeah. stocks are plummeting, man. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's not fun. Yeah, we. And the, the softball was the one that was supposed to get us through the next two weeks. You know, at least get yes. to Oklahoma City and, and have something to cheer for and watch, and uh, that didn't happen, so which is a bummer. So let's segue to what won't get us through the next two weeks, or according to baseball rules, maybe it will. Dude, you got four RPI games. 
the the head coach, Mike Martin Jr., tells everybody, I have a feeling it won't be the last time we see these great fans in Hauser after mm-hmm. they win the series against Miami. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. You ain't coming back here. <laughs> nope. That sorry-ass run of four not games unless, uh, in which you fell flat on your face. Not unless you're matched up with a four seed that yeah. happens to win a regional <laughs> and yeah. you get to host them. Brutal. Mm. Brutal. And now you're not even getting – I mean, your starting pitchers in three games gave you a robust 10 innings total. Yeah, in which six they by gave one up, guy. Yeah, and they gave you 10 runs in those 10 innings. Yeah. Uh, and they were, you know, obviously terrible and not better in other areas because the offense didn't make up for it at all, and we thought they had awakened against Miami. No. What's it's weird. What's interesting, though, is that, you know, they struck out like 11 times the whole series. The Florida State baseball team did? Put the ball in play, huh? Yeah, they struck out three times, in the last, or four times in that 11 nothing loss. It's a stunning turn of events. Well, right, how but often they strike at out. least they're putting you. the ball in play. Like that, they haven't, They're not touching home uh, anymore <laughs> often, but yeah. at least they're you, still last in the ACC. 11 and nothing. Scored. Hey, we put it in play guys, a bit, guys. only four strikeouts. The standard's no longer Omaha or bust. It's like, can we put it in play Can it put it in play, make them make a play? Can we hit the ball a little Just a bit? weak ground ball in a second instead of a strikeout? I think the frustration that people feel, and I'll ask about it, and we'll get to it uh, in a bit. I, I have noticed that people are frustrated by there there are guys that have regressed and that's the hard part that that's it is hard because you have such hope for like let's say Lacey somebody like that yeah. right I would use him as he was good last year really good and you figure he takes a step forward right yeah. nope no your stars are the really young kids which yeah. may be a good sign or maybe they regress like Lacey and Reese but that, that is well Reese Reese you have to think has just never been the same from the shoulder I mean, he's got zero power. Clearly. Yeah, I mean, clearly that shoulder is, is I watched untenable. a uh, uh, I watched, just to remind myself of the better times, I watched the uh, the regional against Georgia uh, mm-hmm. from 2019. Not the whole regional, just the highlights of it. And he had a home run to left field to lead off a game. Yes. Against no a really chance. good pitcher. No chance. An now. opposite field home run. That right. dude had legitimate, pretty jaw-dropping power. I watched him in batting practice. It exploded off his bat. Yeah, the and bomb not, he hit against LSU to yeah. make the difference there. Well, and he did it on a bad shoulder there, too. It's never it's been It's not same. there at all anymore, and now he's barely getting in the lineup. So, yeah, they got they got real issues and not, you know, you're losing your you're losing Messick, you're losing Hubbard. Um so you wonder about next year too, but yeah, that was a that was a disaster of a week. So they lose all four, they twice on a walk-off. Back-to-back walk-offs. I thought those two games they played well. I mean, what they, do you do? I, Wyatt Crowell's I, been great for you. I know that was, and I got he got squeezed a little bit. Didn't make a play when needed to be made, and then got to, they were well, down to their can, final you can strike. Harken back to the Armstrong kid being brought in. That was weird. That was weird. That I don't know what strange. was going on there. But yeah. Crowell comes in and uh, and, and he's been as well, player. and then gives up a, a a bomb when you have the lead. Armstrong at least it was tied. But I thought they played well in those two games. They got down 4-0 in that game. Yeah, that's North a Carolina game where you can back. say baseball being baseball happens. But then they yeah. did, you would have liked your ace to come out and dominate the next day. Thanks that didn't happen. Inning. Thanks for yeah. the one inning. No, that was Hubbard. Uh, no, Hubbard gave you one. Yeah, Messick yeah. gave, gave up four runs. Yeah. But, yeah, they just not not it didn't all click this weekend, Jeff. It was, a, it, was a, it was a bummer, and now you just – but now look. What's so goofy about these sports, what if Florida State does get hot and wins a regional? You won't be stunned. No, but it's like, did they have a better season than the softball team? That's what's so weird about – because they've been ah, so up and down. but people love to pick and choose right. the way they decide what's a good season and not. They're, they're going to they're tell you that the softball team had a great season and just got really unlucky. Let her do it again. Well, let it, let then it you start too. having yeah, to answer yeah, some yeah. questions. People yeah. start getting really What are we angry? doing here, Lonnie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? Can we get Oklahoma assistant coach here? Somebody knows That's how to win? That's when it starts getting ugly. You can win all the games you want. Hey, I said to Tennessee fans – the unreal season that baseball program is yeah. having out of, out of nowhere. Uh, that program's having a season for the age. I'm like, well, doesn't matter, guys. If you don't win at all, it's like it never happened, according yeah. to Florida State fans. Doesn't exist. Yeah. What, what's the bother? Those four months weren't even. Doesn't even matter. Didn't that happen. journey didn't 
take you anywhere yep. but into the side of a wall if you come up short, pal. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll get to Florida State's new commitment in a second. It's uh, Dimitri Emanuel. We've talked about him for, I feel like, 10, 10 14 days now. Yeah. Uh, it's finally happened. We'll talk a little bit about his impact and where Florida State's at. We're starting to get some numbers that I want to go over and have some fun with this, too, because it's the offseason and you can get the look-ahead lines. You know, I'm a gambler. Mm, I, I do. Know. I remember that. And, uh, and there's some things there that I find fascinating. Some of them relate to Florida State, some not so much. But we'll get into all that this hour and then get to headliner questions in the second hour. It's Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Ho, 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 horizons, it took, bar and grill. It took all the strength I had not to interrupt you, turn off your mic, and go home. Do you like how I closed my eyes when I sang, too? Oh, believe me, that was the best part. I didn't look at it, thankfully. It was unbelievable. He looked like, like Al Jarreau or something. <laughs> Luther Vandross. Well, he was making sure it was there. I want to apologize to Horizon Sports Bar and Grill. Uh, their delicious food uh, should not be overlooked by Corey's singing. Man, that's a great jingle game. the restaurant itself. Uh, but Horizons Bar and Grill is where, Ira? Bannerman Crossing. You're damn right North it is. East Tallahassee Ooh. off Thomasville Road and Bannerman Road. It's uh, man, it's just it's incredible food, incredible people, incredible beers. It's where we are a lot. We're, hey, before a, the end of the group. week, fellas, uh, any week, like you could be listening to this six weeks from yeah. now. Let's let's all get together at Horizons Bar and Grill. We're there a lot. We really are. So if you want to see this in person, this trio <laughs> Never in mind person, the food you get to see the three of us. But yeah, the food and the the drinks, the the patio, it's all good, man. It's all working. If it's you, all working. At and Horizons. if you sing the theme song, they'll give you some free food. I think. I think you get the bill is paid for if you sing the song, but with, you have to sing it like I do. With, and tell them Corey's singing. with a bar tab. Yes, it's amazing. Correct. It's incredible. It's it incredible. Keeps growing. They're yes. so kind. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. So it's it's fascinating. We'll get into more questions today than we normally do, partly because it's just a two man show today, uh, but also it's freaking May. It's right. Uh, it's late May, and and, and you know. So the li- the audience is the third person today. You you guys are filling in for Ira. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll have fun with this. Uh, I'll look at both the chat and the uh, Twitter, and well, I should say I'll look at all three, Facebook as well. So we've we've got all of these, and we'll get to them. But first, I mentioned a moment ago that um, Charlotte offensive lineman, formerly of Charlotte, uh, Dimitri Emanuel, announcing that uh, he is transferring to Florida State. He's six foot two, six foot three, three hundred and five, three hundred ten pounds, depending on where you look. And um, of course, he's he's worked with Alex Atkins before. Uh, and he's a guy that has played tackle and guard and center and everything else. So a lot of experience. Uh, I think it's it's if you if you go back and you know a lot of times, what do you think he's coming into play? What do you think they pegged him as? You think they need they think they need help at tackle? You think he's going to be a guard? Well, and move I, I, Washington first of all, to tackle. First of all, I think he's a guard. I don't think he's a tackle. But then that means they want Washington or uh, just depth. Yeah. In case something happens, they have I, to move Darius I, to tackle. I believe you just find five that are better than the five you have if, at all costs. They haven't had. Now, they have since recruited a tackle. We know that. But you don't want to start freshmen. Right. So, you know, for years we've kind of had to play guards as tackles because we didn't have actual tackles. But at the end of the day, you just need plus players along the offensive front, and they haven't had that in a long time either. So they're just going to have a competition, and the best five are going to go out there regardless if they project as a tackle or not to a certain extent. Now, they already know Scott's a tackle. Yeah. You have him locked in. Gibbons is a guard. Gibbons is a guard. You're Lyles, fine. I assume, is a center, maybe a we, guard, but probably a center. We're hoping he wins yeah. the starting center's job so that Maurice doesn't have to start. And then it's Washington, either guard tackle, mm-hmm. this kid at guard tackle, and then well, Bless, Bless Harris. Harris is a tackle. 
So those are your six, you feel. With Maurice Smith, if you want to throw him in there, those are the seven. Seven guys. You have you seven guys. And this kid's 23, year old, 23 years old. He started 24 straight games at one point for Charlotte um, until la- up until the middle of last season. So, yeah, man, he's at worst, he's depth. And at best, he's better than what you had at a certain position, and he makes you um, better. Probably not significantly better. He's not, I mean, he's not a... He's not a second-round pick or anything, but he can make your offensive line better than it was going to be five days ago. The If you look at the – this isn't the be-all, end-all, but if you look at the PFF rankings, and Ira pointed this out, but if you do, he's an upgrade for Florida State. I, I When I look at him, he's, he looks like he's very good in, in, in pass pro. It's hard to know, though, because is he blocking kids Correct. from Miami and Clemson? Correct. No. He looks fine in pass pro. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think he's a dominant. Uh, run blocker, but I, the, the bottom line is they've been so bad for so long up front. If you can find a level of of decent, yeah, can we get to medium? I mean, I, he can maybe play center for us. I, I don't doubt that. That's a possibility. Um, they they've got to do something than what better than what they had. I mean, you know, in the second half of last season, bless his heart, he fought like hell and he's pretty athletic, but he's so tiny. Maurice was just getting thrown into the backfield. Well, yeah, and him, that wasn't and, competitive. And Devonte Love Taylor wasn't good at all last year because no, of his injury, injury too. Yeah. So. You had two guys that were really weak links, and those should be upgraded. So, you know, and last year the offensive line was at times troubling, um, other times average, which was much better than it was two years before that, right? Aspire it, to be average. Yeah, just, just get me to average because you got a quarterback that can make the first guy miss. Yeah. And I think the way they call the game, obviously, they do a, they do a good job of finding ways to run the football. The quarterback helps with that as well. But um, to cr- try to create some balance. Now, I don't think this is going to be like the more that the offseason has kind of been allowed to, to sink in and I've thought back on what we witnessed in the spring, I still don't think this is a very good offense. I still don't think that they're like, are they middling in the ACC? Are they- Let's hope that would be an improvement. If they get to, you know, fifth or sixth in the ACC, that's an extra four or five points, which is probably an extra win or two. Which is everything in a year where you're aspiring to get to eight wins. I mean, those those 50-50 games, of which there are a lot on this schedule, you have to hope just being middling in the ACC on offense, if they can get to that place. If a right. guy like this helps you just get to middling in the ACC, maybe an extra win is the difference between 7-5 and five and 8-4, and four, certainly 6-6 six and six and 7-5, and five, something like that, maybe. You remember the scene in Moneyball? It was in the book, yeah. too, but when he talks about we've got to get this amount of runs mm-hmm. to get to 92 wins, and he breaks it all down. I feel like Florida State's offense, you have to get to 385 points on the season. 385 to 400 points. If you do that, that should be enough of an upgrade to get you to seven or eight wins. Just by the sheer math, and the defense should be decent. Yeah, I think the defense is going to be okay. So, But you've got to find a way to get to 380 to 400 points. And last year, you did not. Last year, you, I think you were probably 310 points. So you got to go find 70 points. you got to go find 10 extra touchdowns. It's funny to watch... Um the, the and Duquesne will help. Duquesne will help that. <laughs> you might get to Duquesne, 60 points yeah, in that yeah. first game. Yeah, there you go. That Guys, changes everything. Just shut it. Just uh, shift down now. It's funny to listen to or, or look at the uh, lines of questions that we're getting uh, because of the bitter disappointment of the way that softball ended. Obviously, baseball doesn't go into the postseason on a Tough roll. Tough week on the diamond. Tough After week. a really good week, the, the, day, week on the, the, the week before with the, the ACC championship and the Miami series. But – you know, the football team hasn't been good in some time. Correct. Uh, there's just, you know, the soccer team is great. Lost the coach that made them great. Right. There's a lot of feeling of dread. I know how bitter, embittered you are by the lack of uh, the ability for that San 
volleyball team to to get over the hump. What are, the, wait, wait, what are we waiting on here, Don't guys? Know. This is like Bowden in the early nineties. Like a Martin thing. Yeah. Like, what are we? What, <laughs> what are we doing come on. here? Every come on, Brooke, year. Niles, get it together. Yeah. So you know, unless we come in here and lead with track. Yeah, and and even then, when it was last, <laughs> they haven't won one since Dix was around. <laughs> Walter Dix retired from track years ago. God, he was fast, Corey. He was. There was a time. Him? Yeah. But did you ever, like, I stood on the infield when he ran 100. Run, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's something to see in person. Watching any of those guys to run, like, really run. When they run by you? Well, they're all, they're, they're so finely tuned. Their bodies are, like, not unlike the way that drivers understand cars. Like, that everything has to be just right. You know, right. they always have the massage therapists and everybody around. Like, they know every part of what has to be in line for them to run a time of that magnitude. Yeah. And because the difference is, you know, obviously we're talking about, point oh you know yeah. it's, it's crazy so you know i when you when you watch guys like that you could just tell that they're in better touch with their bodies than anybody else's and then we their, are with ours uh, well yeah. and i mean a look at bit, this look at this though. i mean think about the 17 pounds you've lost yeah and you're miles from being in touch with your body <laughs> correct by way of comparison to walter yes. dicks yeah so that's what you aspire to well I'm, I, that's what i'm trying to get at some point you could feel about your body and be in tune with your body the way that world-class sprinters are with theirs. They have over 50 sprints, right? Don't they have these track meets for over 50 folks? Mm -hmm. That's what you and I are going to be. As no, uh, I'm not going to. I okay. hate track. I ran track and field in high school, but I, I know you did. It. I hate it. I'm going to do the pole vault. I always thought that'd be fun, but I think I, I was... I think the first couple would be really scary. Yeah, because I, I feel like I I'd go backwards. I'd, I'd yeah, land on my yeah, head. Land on your head. Kill yourself. Yeah. Stab yourself. That too. Yeah. I want to throw the javelin and just impale someone. Oh well, I've just always wanted to throw the javelin. That seems like a lot of fun. That seems a lot more fun than almost anything else on a track. You've actually seen the videos, have you not, of people being speared by javelins? Oh, they're great. It's fantastic because they stick in their back. Yeah, you're like, yeah. look at that. That guy got caught with the javelin. I would never willy nilly wander. Through a javelin of uh, meat? It's strange yeah. to me that that happened. Through a javelin of it? Like I a, saw one guy get one through the stomach and out yeah. the other side. Yeah. That's oh, tough. Oh, yeah. You saw a man killed. Lived. Oh, wow. Impaled and lived. Okay, well, that's I a good story. I wasn't in person for it, but you can find it online. Yeah, what are they doing? Like, oh, there's a little grasshopper. <laughs> Let me the, bend down. Look move the, along, little buddy. Oh, ah, oh, holy, my arm. Like that sound, the death raining from above, that... Yes, it's coming. That has to be the worst. Yeah. The, you He's like, what's a, that? What's what that coming what's up? That? Yeah, that's <laughs> right in my <laughs> sternum. Yeah. This the, is a toughie. The javelin, man. See where the show goes when we don't have FSU to fall back on? Well, we, don't have... we got, you know, you're right. We got questions, though. We got questions, and we got uh, the softball team to kill. 24 games for Charlotte in three seasons. Emmanuel, his first year as a starter in 2019. It, 2019 came under Alex Atkins' tutelage, as noted on Warchant.com. And, uh, you know, look, again, versatility uh, is, is big there. He started games both at guard and tackle, uh, and his pass protection grades are pretty good, especially by way of comparison to the other offensive linemen that we have PFF grades four. Well, and you like that Atkins has worked with him, so he knows what he's getting. Like this isn't like a uh, just a hail mary Marcus Cushney type signing. Let's see what this guy can do. We have no real um, idea. You know, Atkins has now been here. What has he been here? Two years. Two years. He's coached here, right? Well, yeah. yeah. So he he knows that, and he remembers this kid from when he coached him in nineteen, when he's the third team All Conference. And we both love Atkins and think he's a really so, good coach. So, so he knows this kid can help him. Otherwise, he he wouldn't be bringing him in. You and I were talking a moment ago about what the offensive line looks like. Here's a projection. Here you go. Let's have some fun with this. Robert Scott, we, Scott, we think starts. Yeah. Uh, he's not a plus player. He's got to get a lot better. This is my estimation. I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, Darius Washington returns. Uh, I think he probably starts. Probably at guard or at tackle. Guard. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Dylan yep. Gibbons, we know starts. Yep. I think Caden Lyles probably starts at center. So that interior, that's could be nine hundred and fifty pounds. Could uh, be pretty uh, good, at least. Bless Harris starts at tackle on the other side. Or this kid, or this, this kid is backing up. Other, this this kid'll kid'll be the, the other swing guard guy, or the center. He, so he'll be the swing though. That can if somebody goes down, he can replace either one of the guards. Well, I, I, maybe I'm even guess, a tackle. So I'm going to guess that Smith doesn't start. Yeah. Let's put. How about this? Let's have fun with this. This is fun, guys. Let's put Caden Lyles at guard. Oh, all right. Let's put this kid at center. Why do we think this kid's going to play center? I, I'm hoping he can play center. It's just a, <laughs> all right. <laughs> but Darius look. Washington can play center. He's <laughs> yeah. actually they actually played him at center. All right. So. so you want Darius Washington at center? You want I feel Dylan like the, Gibbons at guard? Caden Lyles at guard? Robert Scott at tackle? Bless Harris at the other tackle. So this kid is just a backup. I feel like he's he's depth. But he's a guy. He could start. Like it's not like he won't. He won't. The beauty for him is, it's not like he's coming into where these jobs are entrenched. You know, he he's gonna have the comp. He's gonna have the ability to compete for a starting spot, and that's gonna make whoever he's competing with better. Legitimately, there's. It's not just five dudes that can play. Now you've got six and a half. Well, you just have to be able to withstand injury. That is a position where guys that's get why dinged, this is they big, get right? hurt. It's, yeah. yeah, it is a big deal. I don't want to gloss over it as if it's not. I get depressed this when I kid look will at... be better than a hurt Dylan Gibbons. You know what I mean? Like if Dylan oh, yeah, Gibbons is yeah, on yeah, one yeah, ankle, yeah, 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 this yeah. kid is better than that. Yeah. I, we would Last like year that would believe... not have been the case. You yeah. needed Dylan Gibbons with no ankles. So I was I was noting that um, <laughs> so this is, this is uh, another good way to get depressed. I was looking at, because I couldn't believe this, as an aside, USC is actually favored. This is a look-ahead line, Corey. I'd oh, jump on okay. this if I were gotcha. you, by the way. Okay. Southern Cal is How, actually, though? There's no way to gamble legally in Florida. You, but you just have to talk to people. There are people that I can <laughs> put you into. All right, with. thank you. But here's the thing, man. So, the USC, if you just go, let's say you go by the SP+. Plus, you know, big fan of SP+. Mm, plus, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So let's, or if you wanted to look at somebody else's metrics. Standards and procedures? You, is that the no, SP? No, you could go, you could, Bill Connolly's SP+. Plus, go look at that and project what USC is going to be. Now, again, he's now accounted for this influx of talent at USC, right? And then you look at a team like Utah. So Utah, who won the Pac-12 a year ago, and if you had been watching the college sports book, you would have known to bet on them to do so. Right. Because this guy told mm, you to mm. at plus 800. Yeah. Anyhow. Point would be if you take let's say Action Network's metrics and 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 say what's the line supposed to be between USC and Utah? Believe me, this is FSU related. I'll get back to it. The answer is that would it be somewhere between fifteen points that Utah would be favored by, maybe even eighteen. Really? Yeah, because Utah's really good and they've had continuity and they had one of the best twenty offenses in the country and a returning quarterback and USC's defense on a four and eight team was one of the worst defenses oh, in the country. Right. Okay, okay? Yeah. Well, they won four games last year, so now's the time where everybody gets you know I think enamored with fresh faces, rightfully so, and they go, oh well, they you know, Lincoln Riley's there but now. That offense is going to have a they're going to score a ton of points, yeah. right? They are a lot better what they've brought in. But, man, when I was looking at all of the other stuff on their defense, I thought, they're dreadful. But then I looked at the list of names that they have brought in at USC, and I thought about their transfer portal guys and our transfer portal guys. Yeah. And, you know, one's probably going to win the Heisman. The other one's the best receiver in the country. Mm. They brought in an elite running back, an offensive lineman that's elite. Another receiver that was already better than anybody we have brought him in in the transfer portal as well. There, I guess the point would be there are nine players. They brought in 14. There are nine 
all of whom are infinitely superior to a single one of our transfer portal guys. Yeah, well, they don't, they don't have to take projects. They take a Bolitnikov winner. They, they get a Bolitnikov winner. Yeah. They went 4 and 8. But last isn't year. that, honestly, um, I like Mike Norvell a lot. There's a chance he can get this thing done. His offense doesn't, his offense for two years isn't something that Jordan Addison is appealing to Jordan Addison. Lincoln Riley's offense is appealing to Jordan Addison. But and it's Caleb frustrating Williams. because Lincoln Riley hasn't won a playoff game. Lincoln Riley hasn't. I mean, well, he's all he does is produce first round picks and, and yeah, no, Heisman no, I winners. Get, no, I get it. So get that it. that's the difference. And like, of course, Caleb Williams wants to go go with him. And no. that's why he went to Oklahoma in the first place. And that's why Jordan Addison he knows he's going to go catch a hundred balls for 1,800 yards. And I mean, you just <sighm> look at these numbers with Florida State, and it's just they not got, tracking. My point would be that it's not fruitless. It's just that you really are settling. And it's always relative, of course, but we're excited today because we got a kid from Charlotte. A kid from Charlotte. Yeah. Hey, man, it's a, it's a, it's a wake-up call. It's a toughie. <laughs> it's a damn toughie, I tell you. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. Seminole Headlines is brought to you by Register Sausage, serving the Florida Panhandle and Lower Alabama for over 75 years. To find a store near you or to buy directly from Registers, head to registermeats.com. That's registermeats.com. Seminole Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. No Ira today. He's away being dad down in South Florida. In the interim, Corey and I will hold it down. I agree, uh, Dan Squatch. I think that, uh, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm here for the, the ride. Uh, getting a 23-year-old with experience at center is huge for interior depth. We've got six offensive linemen as freshmen. We've got to bridge the gap until they catch up in the weight room. I was making this point on yesterday's show that we've got to get out of this just vicious cycle of starting kids before they're mentally and physically ready to play. You the, you can get away with it sometimes at the skill positions. Kids really fast, runs a four two forty, and he can jump and catch. Then you can put him out there as a freshman. But the offensive line is no place for a kid to be thrust into action too soon because it's not just the physical beatdown that they t- they take that affects them down the line. By the way, you see they end up I think being prone to injury in their sophomore junior years because of the beating they take. Uh, yeah. Their freshman year, if you play them, and then secondly, you, the the impact it has on them emotionally, mentally, yeah. it's, it's brutal. Uh, you begin to your confidence wanes. Uh, I mean, think about it. It's just, if if some guy across from you who's a redshirt junior at NC State that he's been in that weight program, he's lifting, he's eating, presumably if they're trying to win, he's on steroids, he's doing everything mm. in his power. Mm. He's just manhandling your ass. Now you were dominant if you came here as an offensive lineman when you were in high school. You were probably dominant because of your Surely because, surely because of your size. You were just able to push people around. That's not the way it works when you get to big-time college football. Everybody's big. Everybody's strong. At that point, technique matters. At that point, you know, you got to be even stronger and smarter. And you get thrown around like that, uh, it affects you moving forward. And we've watched this Florida State offensive line be beat down and beat down and beat down. Uh, and they, they surely understand. They're ridiculed around every turn. They get made fun of on college game day every week. They preview a Florida State game if they even bother. Right. Uh, and certainly they know locally Jeff Cameron's going to rip their ass all the time. Amen to that. That's right, baby. So uh, tough love, Cameron, has tried to come in here, but there's only so much I can do Man, for you. They don't like tough love, Cameron. <laughs> they have not responded well. They're not like whoever that closer was that yeah. just lights out. Yeah. So what are you going to do, man? What are you going to do? So, yes, I agree. Getting somebody to come in here that has all that experience, size, and strength, it will help this team, and I shouldn't poo-poo it. Uh, I just – and I am happy they got him. I just, it just gets depressing when you start doing comparisons to where we want to be, where we should be, where we're certainly not. Yeah, and you'd think, okay, but 
again, this offensive line will be better than it was last year, right? Like you didn't lose anybody but DLT who wasn't good anyway um, last year because no, of the terrible, injury. Yeah. So you're going to be better than you were last year, and that's all you can try to do. You, you can't go from below average to great, but you can go from below average to average or slightly above average if these guys develop, if Robert Scott gets better, if Darius Washington takes another step. Um, if Kane Lyles becomes something, you you could be maybe even a little bit above average, and then maybe the next step is you're good. Like those things can happen. It's, it's just, true. This is the first step up the stairs, or yeah. the second step up the stairs. No, when it's a, when there's a complete rebuild, when you're in the midst of it, it it's hard to be patient. It's, yeah. It can be re- intellectually, you can know that's what this is. You can tell yourself that I've championed that, talked about that at length. But when you're in, when you're mired in it, it gets hard because you, you really, I mean, again. You don't feel like you're asking for much. You're in the sorry ass ACC, yeah. and you can't finish above 500. And it, well, that too, like that tells you more than even the recruit the the transfers you're bringing in. It's like, yeah, man, you, you haven't had a winning season in five years. Like that's troubling. Um, but I yeah, or four years. I guess they did. They have one in 17, didn't they? The, the, I, at least Jay, track I think with they all did. The I think beating Southern Miss gave them a gave them a winning record. Um, that didn't feel like a winning. What a big moment! Well, in Shreveport, that was the last great moment in the Florida State run. And you got to go celebrate it. I did with the pig on the roof yeah, at the at what the a, barn. What a day that it was. was. It was twelve degrees. Were there any goats? I mean, there are always I goats rolling goats. around in Shreveport. Yeah. Probably it's the best part of Shreveport. Well, the Hustler Club was closed. That was always that was a bummer when we were there. I don't know if it was closed because it was the holidays. You were to get there, yeah. Well, it was right across from the team hotel, which is the always Hustler a club was. yeah. The Hustler Club was in the hotel. Team hotel was the casino. Not a good one. Uh, they were playing war. <laughs> I think they had war as one of the games. You're uh, go war. fish, go fish. Yeah. They had a go fish dealer. It's good stuff. It was a different kind of casino. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think they're th- these are the necessary steps to get to be a good program. Like, right. yeah, you got to bring in depth. Like, you know, theoretically, you want the kid from Georgia, not the kid from Lamar. You know, a tackle, but you got the kid from Lamar, which is maybe an upgrade of what you were going to have. Not a significant one, but an upgrade. You've you've brought in eleven transfers now. Don't we think all eleven, at least ten of the yeah, eleven, we, are going to be part of the plan? Uh, you and me and yeah. Ira and Gene, I think we did this exercise where we took a look at the transfer portal kids that they've brought in, and the vast majority of them not only were upgrades, they were kids that we think are going to start. Yeah, yeah. So I mean that that yes, I agree. Yeah, two of these three linemen will probably start. Yeah, and they've done a good job of yeah. finding upgrades. It, it kind of is a realistic slap in the face, though, or a wake up call, like I said, of how bad it has been that these guys, is, you know, these is. are all projects. None of these guys are proven except Winston Wright, who isn't maybe going to play. But that's, there's good news on that front. And some people have pointed it out. Uh, he has posted about the comeback and his efforts to get back in shape and be ready to go, uh, that he's making great progress. I, I saw a video on his Instagram, I guess it was, that somebody sent to me of him uh, working out in the pool and catching footballs in the pool and all that. I mean, I, right. I know it's the pool, but, hey, yeah. he's working out. He seems hell-bent on trying to make a splash in what he calls oh, his money year. What a pun. You like that? Yeah. Uh, I was just going to keep it going to see. Oh, man, I, was, I, didn't, I keep caught up. it. Yeah. I, I, well, you're here. It was right. for you. You know, I know how much you. you love those. So, you know, he was he, he's trying to get back and, and, and have an, uh, an impactful year. Listen, I can you do it by the LSU game? Can you get here by the LSU game? Can you be ready to go for fall camp? Man, I, you, you hope. We'll, we'll I see. I mean, I don't know the extent of. I mean, injuries. he's in a pool. He's not. He's not showing you running on on grass. So that's not the best sign in the world. But he is. He's rehabbing. He's busting his butt. He's going to try to get there. And even if you get a half season out of him. Um, you know, that could really, if he's at full speed, yeah. that could really help, but will he be, you know? So that's just a, another bummer because that was the guy 
He, him and Bethune. Well, were, and Tanner Bethune looked great, and he's going to be fine. We're the two proven dudes that have done it at this type of level before. All the other ones, Verse, Pittman, Johnny Wilson, I think they're guys that are better than what they had or what we're going to have, and they're, they're, they have the potential to be really good, but nothing's proven yet on a real on a, on a Division One football field. R.A. Andrews writes, and this is funny, Gentlemen, is the softball loss directly related to somebody tweeting FSU was number one in women's Director's Cups points? Mm. Yeah. Really? They're probably not anymore, I wouldn't think. Uh, they also did RA go on to say, when the new baseball stadium is built, Hauser will be a great place for softball. <laughs> I, I would, I, you know, I, they got to do something with the baseball, just the whole vibe there, man. The whole vibe at baseball has got to be, it's got to be shaken up. I watch these games in the SEC, and they're madhouses. And then you watch it at Hauser, I and they're not. brought it up years ago. I mean, I don't know what you can do. I mean, you, do you want to euthanize? I no, mean, we've got a lot of elderly in the right. stands. They've lived a good long life. No, I'm, not, I'm certainly not advocating if for you that. Want My mom is them uh, to meet their fate. No, I understand. No, I want them to keep coming to games. But you want to sit them out in the outfield? Let's create a seat for them way away from the main concourse. No, I'm, I'm not saying that either. I, I'm saying that you, you want to you, put a pillow over their head. You would like to appeal to maybe a younger demographic as well. <laughs> as get the young, get the students there. The students aren't ever you, there. I, I'll tell you one way to do that is not charge eight bucks for a beer. Yeah, but this, yeah, the students probably aren't. Or let them bring in their own. Straight liquor. Yeah. Just walking around main concourse. Yeah. I Woo! Mean, sneak it in like we Getting did back in the it. day with football games, man. Like, yeah, do that. Just make it more appealing to students. No, I know. I, it's it's depressing. That stadium's it would be been great if it was if, if they would move it to their mural fields right in front of College Town. That would be a that'd be a really cool vibe. It'd be like the Brave Stadiums now with the with the battery. No, I, I agree. I uh I've said before that it's become an exercise, speaking of frustration, uh, and depressing moment after moment in watching the postseason these days because it used to be that you would look out there and you'd occasionally see a stadium that you thought, ah, a little envious of their stadium. That's pretty nice. Like I always relished in the fact that, uh, you know, in the 90s, that this was a place that yeah. was thought of as being one of the cathedrals of college baseball, one of the great places, right? You know, Friday, Saturday night, it was Whoa, electric. It was crazy, right? It was electric. But – it's been a long time since it's been electric. Yeah. Been a long time since it's been fun. Been a long time since that stadium looked fresh. It's uh it's a dump. Mm. It's a dump. Standing water and rust. Yeah. Giant fans with cobwebs. Yep. But a great oh. video board though. <laughs> Best video board in the business. That's all I'm saying. Don't look under the stadium either. It's flooding. No, no. Just so concentrate on that video, video board. The video board and no stats. No stats. Just a whole just lot a of that guy standing there. Picture of Jonas Galaro staring baby. at you. Yeah. Some of the headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy all because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 
up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Mark, what do you guys, uh, Mark writes, what do you guys make of Jimbo calling Saban a narcissist? Kind of ironic. At least Norvell stays professional. Saban, Jimbo, and Dabo need to jump to, in a camper together and head to the head to counseling. That's from Mark. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for the uh, contribution as well. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, we we, you, we we laughed at this, and it's ongoing. Um, you know, the interview that Jimbo gave with a San Antonio television station, uh, where he doubled down and said, "No, he's not going to accept." Except uh, Nick's apology and all that. that that's fine. He also and said he checked and only one, one of his player players had an NIL, NIL deal. Do you believe that? I'm I like sure number one that he checked. I like that uh, now yeah, after yeah. running his mouth for 10 minutes, he went. then he went and checked. And it's like, oh, we only got one guy. Come on, man. I think that uh, if he said it, he, it can be technically. Uh, if there's a plausible deniability of some kind, there's a way that he could prove that to be true. What do you think of uh, Florida State's recruiting class, including portal guys? You think they only got one that's got an NIL deal? Well, we got we were late to the game. I don't know how many guys do. I mean, no, there's there's plenty I'm of guys. I'm guessing there's more. We know Jared Burst has yeah, it because he yeah. came out to the war chant thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There are more. There's yeah, more not, than one. That's what I'm saying. That's why it's so disingenuous. Oh, I. It's yeah, crazy. I don't know. Listen, I don't understand why he's so defensive about it, buddy. Because you're again, playing with the rules. That is ego. It takes away the credit that he would get for just being. A re, an elite recruiter, like he, if he could take credit for bringing those players in but in a already, way that didn't involve already, money, we already know he's an elite recruiter. Like he's proven it. Like, buddy, yeah, that you, is that is that is one thing we all agree on is he can really recruit. Yeah, and that was that's been evident everywhere he's been. Yeah, so there's no, what the, nobody's saying, taken. We know you're a great recruiter, Jimbo, and you're a pretty darn good football coach. It's just weird that he was so defensive. He is and he isn't. There's, there's some weirdness to that too. We both agree on that as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I listen. I, there are plenty of players that have nil deals here. I'm sure there are more than <laughs> he. Did he mean of that class they just brought uh, who in? Knows. Who knows? Who knows the technicality there? I'm really done with that though. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't concern us at this point. I mean, yeah, it's fun. It carries the day. Yes, it's relevant because we know Jimbo uh, really well. Uh, but because I, I just feel like that's a that's an argument happening in a different league on a different level, and I would love for us to be accused of cheating. I'd love for us to be How accused. How about that, yeah. I would love Where for Florida us State to get all these some, players from. Right. Yeah. yeah, I want somebody to look at Florida State's roster and go, what the hell is going on here? They haven't had a winning season in four years. Got and nine five-stars? What, what is this? What is Mike Norvell doing? That's right. He's cheating his ass off. That's what he's doing. <laughs> do what are you going to do it. about nothing. it, NCAA? Nothing. He got nothing. Um so I mean, I'm that that's yeah. I'd love for that to be the case. That's when you know you're back when people start accusing. Oh. Ain't nobody accusing Florida State of cheating now. <laughs> They're like, that's, when is Florida what? State gonna start wake up and start cheating? Did they stop cheating? They clearly like, gave happened? it up. They gave up the ghost. <laughs> what happened? 
administration want to go Ivy League? Yeah. What are we doing here? Crazy. Aren't they trying to win games? No, it's funny. I mean, uh, Mark is Matt here. Let me get to these questions here before we go to break. Uh, Alan's Matt. Jeff, enough with the negativity concerning the football team. They are going to be better, maybe even a lot better. I'm a long-time listener and love everything War Chant. It's getting old. What, you can't handle me, Alan? <laughs> you can't handle me pointing out that we're not really good? And that we're not going to be hey, really good this year? Come Alan, on, I'm, Alan. I'm with you, Alan. I think they can be better. Come on, Alan. Buck up, baby. They can be. They can get eight wins, man. And that's a that's No, he a said really good. Maybe well, even a lot better. We'll see. What's a lot, Alan? We'll Type see. Type it in the chat, Alan. What's we'll, a lot? We'll see what they can be. What's a lot better? Nine and four. So we got a bowl win in there. We got the, We're going to throw a bowl win in there or maybe an ACC championship mm, loss. What? Loss. <laughs> they get to the game and lose. Uh but yeah, I, I do think there's a chance they'll be uh they'll, they'll be uh I mean look man they were six and six team last year and they should they went five and seven Corey I know but they I, went five I do and not I refuse they to count to the last State nine seconds State of the, the last the seven was. seconds of that game they were a six and six team ish and I I think they could be they should be better than that and if they're not better than that think, there is listen, a problem they could be better than that and not have an appreciably better record because the schedule's hard. Well, you add yeah. LSU to the schedule. You're on the road for Miami. Florida beat you last year, and they weren't any good. And y- you know what I'd like you to do would be a good exercise is go back last year and look at the over-under win totals for the teams on that schedule in, like, June, and then do the same thing with this schedule. Okay, because so I bet they're pretty a year ago. I bet they're pretty similar. Like, LSU's – I know it's LSU, but they're a six-and-a-half over-under. Florida's six-and-a-half. Clemson's probably lower than they were last year. I mean, I think it's... No, you think Clemson's lower than the 10... Oh, what, uh, the last projected. year. Yeah, yeah but sure. last year they probably were yeah, a 10 yeah, and a half. Yeah. So, so I think when you look at the schedule in May, it's probably about similar. The issue you have is you are facing... A ton of veteran some quarterbacks. Some good quarterbacks, man. And that kid at Miami really throws a wrench into things because he was... He, he's, Dude, Van Dyke is good. Yeah, You're going to lose that game. He was... Uh, well, you don't know that. He might get hurt. And uh, he was really kind of just spiraling on their bench, and then they went to that kid, and all of a sudden, oh, is he a first-round pick? Great. You just found him on your bench? What the hell were they doing previous? What, I, what practices I, were they watching? I have no idea. It's crazy. He comes in and looks like uh, Jim Kelly. But, uh, yeah, they, they – they, look, they eight wins listen, is certainly just, on the I'm table. I'm just being pragmatic. I'm just being a realist. I'm not telling you that I'm not here for the ride, that I can't stand it, that I think Norvell's the wrong guy. I don't think that. I like Mike Norvell. I think he's a good football coach. It is hard to go through all of this. They could be better. I think they probably will be better. I don't think they have a lot, a lot of wiggle room. I no. don't think they're very deep. Well, and, yeah, they, it's a very physical and, game. People get hurt. Yeah, and well, they aren't. And good teams aren't very deep, and that's that's the issue. LSU and Louisville will tell us everything. We'll get to the headliner questions forthcoming. Stay with us. Some of the headlines: ninety-three-three Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV.